Blog Talk Radio. Holy Manuel I Rastafari. Talk to Ras, you Mr. Talk to Ras. Talk to Rastafari. When you hear me say, my son of a talk to Rascla. Hold on. To me, Mr. Rascla, I don't think it's the least language. I always remember so the word Ras mean head and check my turban. I'm a clock that tight to see it. So, Mr. Rascla. Well, the fire is for the purification. How can you fight against fire? When you wake up in the morning, you want a cup of tea. It's fire, don't. In the evening, you want some food that's still fire. So, I say, I'm a bun car and someone attack. But what you for bun car and you drive car? Do you understand what I mean? I don't understand. When I say I'm a bun car, I mean so you mustn't put car in front of humanity. That means you must see your brothers and your sisters before you see car. Because people is more valuable than material. But if you are going like you want complicated or being ridiculous with a little mental capacity, I know I'm going to make you know you want to get even with the fire. Well, in the time I go into my car, when I drive car, I have to burn it. Because remember, when I press gas, I burn me, I burn gas. You know that. When I press my brake, I burn me, I burn brake also. When I, when I turn on the ignition, you know how much fire that's in my engine. If I need some music and turn on the stereo, I fire. Me that, but watch a bigger judgment if I need some cool air condition a fire generate that also. So always remember so the fire is the main source of life. May I pass the church and hear them depart. Keep the fire burning, hear them again. A little more oil in my lamp, keep it burning. Hear them no God now come back with no water, bring soul of fire. No, the fuck no confused about fire. The fire is for the purification. Uno want know something, the herb heal. But it's still the fire for burn the herb, so the herb could not be able to heal. Watch again, the water cleanse. But I still the fire for burn the water and purify the water so the water could that able for cleanse any man who have no fire dead. Holy man, you will like So you see, yeah, Rastafari. Live it and sing. Judgment and death. Last night, we finished and wrapped up Black Power. Fuck Black Life Matter. Today's Spiritual Sunday. Forgive me, Father, for cursing on this day. Today, I'm bringing back something that I played yesterday. You know, Dr. Khalid Mohammed and Kemet. So we're going to get off today's Spiritual Sunday, you know, say job work with your host and your selector, King Rasta. Real quick, election is coming up. Who you going to vote for? Well, this black man ain't registered. And y'all need to stop exploiting that black woman that's 100 and change. Because she can't make no changes. She ain't God. She's a child of God, but she's being used right now. White people, y'all need to wake up and understand, man. Donald Trump is is here to help y'all, just like how Barack Obama came for us, but Barack Obama decided to go ahead and help the Jews and the faggots. Let me tell you what happened. Our brothers and sisters that followed the formula laid by Malcolm X, carried out by Dr. Khalid Muhammad, inspired by the great late, my brother, Elijah Muhammad. They carried it out. Put their money behind a black man. But that nigga was controlled by them crackers. Plus he was related by to them crackers. That nigga went into fucking... He went into Kenya and told him, lift the gay bill. The governor of Kenya told him, bend over and I'll fucking your ass and kick you right out. Get the hell out of here. He went to Jamaica. Because you see, they did what they did to Haiti to try to control Jamaica. You got artists like White Cliff that sold out Haiti. If it wasn't for Sean Penn, a white man, this nigga White Cliff right now will be governor in friggin' Haiti, killing his own people to be down with the crackers. It's like Buju. Buju went to jail as a patsy so they could get John Forte out. 
How does Bush give a presidential pardon to a black man caught with five cracker bitches and 15 keys of coke? That nigga in Africa killing our people. They brought this COVID there, man. And it's outlandish, man. China sold out their own people and left their people here in America to get fucked up. Behind them creating the coronavirus along with Ukraine, the Democratic Party. And you black people should be ashamed of your goddamn selves. How the hell do you run around behind a white cracker that done called y'all niggas? We told you if you don't vote for him and you vote for Trump, you a nigga. I'm a black man. I ain't no fucking African-American. So maybe that's why that shit went over my head. Because I don't consider myself an African-American. Hell, I don't even consider myself no way American. I consider myself a black Jamaican with a green card I love to renew. I love my green card. You understand? I don't understand how is it that I came here at eight years old, got a ninth grade education, and I own my own fucking business. And most niggas don't. Because we don't apply ourselves to shit but to slang the white man's dope and kill our own community. We look down as black people at other races that are successful business-wise. We rob them. We loot them. And if they come in our shit, we ready to kill them. And the crackers right there helping us. Goddamn Jews. The Jews got their foot on every minority's neck, including you crackers. Donald Trump decided to come in and try to get that leg up off. And y'all running with the same motherfuckers that want to put the leg down. Donald Trump can't do shit for the coronavirus. I said it best. I told everybody, when this corona came out, I wouldn't have been mad if Donald Trump said, fuck all y'all. I'm out. Because after y'all sold out your own goddamn president, because he wouldn't give the Democrats what they want, more money to pay off all the debts of the crooked people that they done watered down to get us where we at. In hell. It's judgment and debt, man. Y'all better wake up and smell the coffee, man. It's no surprise that babies are dying. It's no surprise. But y'all wait till Thanksgiving. Feast of the dead. Y'all really going to see the work of Jeff. You understand? Everybody keep talking about now all of a sudden because the Democrats want to throw a blue state, red state. Well, guess what? Word to Jeff. Every state going to be red. Every state, including every country. Welcome to the day of judgment. Because America's time is up. White men been trying to make the weather comfortable so they can live longer. You was creating the Caucasus Mountains. Can't get no better. Enjoy the winter when it comes. If you don't like this, pack up all your shit and move to the mountains. To you white militias out there, understand you want to defend your country and all that. Come there as black folks with that bullshit. We got guns too. This ain't like the fucking 60s and the fucking, fucking civil rights days. We got guns, we know how to make bombs, we know how to do the same fucking shit because y'all took our shit. Well, we just enhance our shit. But if need be, we know how to get that hand-to-hand combat and snap your fucking necks like we used to do in Africa and Asia. You know what I'm saying, back in the day. That's why the white men used to be scared because they used to come with their little fucking rifles and shit, running through the jungle, think they was doing something. We jumped down on them motherfuckers and snapped their fucking necks. They was like, God damn these gorillas. Nah, motherfuckers, God's people, man. We are God's people. To my Latinos, stand the fuck up, man. Y'all should really go look and see what what the Democrats are doing to Puerto Rico and what they've done to the Dominican Republic. They've gone into Puerto Rico and made it a lesbian country. So if they don't gave, I'm telling you, if you're not down with this homosexual shit, you're not going to eat. You don't believe me? Look at the churches. The churches are going to burn. 
Every single church going to burn. Believe me. Y'all perform, y'all decided to form an allegiance with the devil. So you're going to pay the price. It's judgment and death. America's time is up. America's time is up. And y'all going to all bow your knees and cry for the Father to give forgiveness. But he ain't going to hear. He going to turn the deaf air. I'm telling you. 9-11. America declared war on just people. Then they gave John's people a black president. His name was Barack Obama. Came in with his transvestite wife and their two adopted kids. Because I've never seen two black people produce a, a Spanish kid. Two Spanish daughters and then let them go to Cancun. Let's be real. Who you fooling? Come on, Barack. Stop sniffing that coke and getting your dick sucked by Biden underneath the table. I said it. I ain't scared of you crackers and I ain't scared of none of you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to deal with witches and witchcraft, masons and bullshit? I deal with just right. and my brothers, the angels. That is something that I don't even think about because that's something that comes with the life that you choose to live when you serve just. To know death is to know life. It's to love life. It's to love the death. And see, I love both. It doesn't really matter if you live or die because we all in the devil's belly. And there's one thing we all going to guarantee in 2020. We're all going to taste death. Because we all underneath America's spell for judgment and death. Ain't nothing going to get easy. Ain't nothing going to get hard. It's just going to be a rough ride, buddy. To my black brothers and sisters, y'all should be a goddamn shame to yourselves. Y'all done let the cracker done sat here and pimped y'all out. Black woman running around yelling gay rights, gay rights, and anybody that's got a problem, they're ready to defend that shit. Well, I hope you love catching a bullet. I hope you love burying your loved ones. When your grandmother's laying there dying, don't blame don't don't blame Donald Trump. Blame yourself. Cause once you start yelling gay rights, it's a genocide. To my brother, the minister Farrakhan. America's time has come. It's time for the nation of Islam to stop giving these crackers free time. It's time for the nation of Islam to rise up. The nation of Islam needs to burn down that gay mosque to get back into the favor of Allah. Because Allah is not happy with what he sees the nation of Islam is doing. I'm Rasta. We're both outcasts in the devil's land. It's just the devil can't get close to I and I as they got close to you. Selassie, I warned the nation of Islam, don't follow the ways of the Europeans. Let's go. It's judgment and death. Babylon, our And every knee shall bow. Now, bless you, Now, Thanks for all that you have done And for what you're doing now 
not saying I might not do wrong again, but I promise this time I'll be a better friend. Every knee shall, every, 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 every knee shall. Don't tell it up, don't tell me why. Every morning, make it talk me under that fight. Free up the wicked man, ship be capsized. We want to realize how the God will recognize. Say so when it comes to God, Charlie, don't compromise. Remember the ten virgin were capsized. Five little fool and five of them wise. Some of the people now talk about them baptized. But coming to court, it's not compromised. Yes, I can pray to the last year, Oh, now, yes. For all the loving and the joy he brings, mm-hmm. he guides and protects us along the way, making provision for us every day. So on your knees, every prayer that you pray. Do you wanna say? I can thank you with no fear, mighty shepherd. Your love can't be measured. There are no words to describe you, but we bless thee for your everlasting show.
better clean up your life before Christ come again. Eden, yeah, you must imagine a bad Adam in trees, that's not a bad Adam in God. Eden, and where you are defend, better clean up your life before Christ come again. You have to teach them, in the name of Jesus. Preach to them, in the name of the Lord. Reach them, in the name of Jesus. Now stop chatting till they reach your area. Me, I go free them, in the name of Jesus. Lead them, in the name of the Lord. Teach them, in the name of Jesus. Now stop chatting till they reach your area. Cause them are Eden. Tell them, say them mad, them not bad than me, Jesus, not so bad than me, God. Eden, where you are defend, better clean up your life before Christ come again. Eden, tell you, say your man, you're not bad than me, Jesus, not so bad than me, God. Eden, where you are defend, better clean up your life before Christ come again. Eden, tell them, say them mad, them not bad than me, Jesus, not so bad than me, God. Eden, where you are defend, better clean up your life before Christ come again. Eden, tell you, say your man, you're not Father than me, Jesus, not so father me, God. Eden, where you are defend, better clean up your life before Christ come again. Mankind so bad, never seems to get enough. Never seems to get enough. No. Say you were down and you need someone to lift you up. Yes. No food for the mouth, no money for the pocket. No. Some seeking for silver, some seeking for gold. But only that a blessing can save you so. That's why I say. Each other blessing and one. That's all I have to ask of you. Each other blessing and one. That's all I have to ask of you. Each other blessing and one. That's all I have to ask of you. Each other blessing and one. That's all I have to ask of you. Earthly position, I have none. No. But that a blessing is all around You can feel it in the wind that blows You can see it in the sun that shines You can take everything But that a blessing is mine I say Each as a blessing and one That's all I have to ask of you Each as a blessing and one That's all I have to ask of you each other blessing and one. That's all I have to ask of you. Each other blessing and one. That's all I have to ask of you. Mr. Wonder, you're riding for a fall. Cause when you think you have it all, that's when you lose it all. That blessing is so good and great, but to the greedy they see it's small. Small, 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 yeah. Each other blessing and one. That's all I got to ask of you. Each other blessing and one. That's all I have to ask of you. Each other blessing and one. That's all I have to ask of you. Each other blessing and one. That's all I have to ask of you. 
make your pride, make you lose your soul. Come back to God. Come on now. Walk back to him. Tell him God, me sin. But this is all that's left of me, God. Strengthen me, God. Ready again, God. As well. Him is a forgiving God. I got a second chances. Yeah. A good thing I am left on the mercy seat, you know, car. May I tell you?
staff and some Jewish students, I believe, and others from the community who are passing out this wonderful note. I think we should go over this note and let this note help us to set the tone for the evening. Is that all right? Let me say to you before we even get started. If your seats get too hot for you, don't leave. Just raise up and fan it a little bit and sit back down. Everything will be all right. And to the whites who are in the audience, let me say to you before we even get started, it's going to be a rough ride, buddy. It's going to be a rough ride. You better buckle in. Buckle up, guys. Buckle your seatbelt. If for any reason this auditorium becomes depressurized, automatically oxygen masks will fall from the ceiling. Please make sure to fix the, fix the elastic band around your head firmly and put the mask over your mouth and nose first and then help the white person next to you. <laughs> I didn't come to King College to tiptoe through the tulips. I didn't come to King College to pussyfoot. I didn't come to King College to dilly-dally to beat around the bush. I didn't come to pin the tail on the donkey. I came to pin the tail on the hunky. <laughs> I came to speak the truth. Whether you like that truth or not, I couldn't give a damn if you stood thousands on the sidewalk passing out leaflets before my people come in here this evening. We have a right to evaluate and examine the secret relationship between blacks and Jews. Good evening. This is the truth hour. And don't you touch that dial. You stay tuned in. Let us read November 29, 1993, a note from the King College Jewish Faculty and Staff Association, shall we? To those attending the secret relationship between blacks and Jews, we affirm the speaker's constitutional right to offer controversial views. But we only ask that this audience use the same critical thinking and evaluation that would normally be expected in a college community. Without prejudging the content of this lecture, the book of the same title by anonymous authors, the Historical Research Department in parentheses of the Nation of Islam, has drawn the repudiation of African Americans like, let's see what this honor roll is here. African Americans like Clarence Page, William Raspberry, Stanley Couch, Alice Walker, Ishmael Reed, August Wilson, Mel Reynolds, John Lewis, Uncle Tom, uh, Tom Bradley, Stinkin' David Dinkins, Ron Brown, and the late Bayard Rustin. <laughs> Y'all know Bayard, honey. One of your nene's friends. <laughs> Bayard Rustin debated Malcolm X, El Haj Malik El Shabazz, Brother Omar Wallace. Brother Malcolm debated on the Ivy League. 
citizens of white America with an eighth grade education from the white man, but supreme wisdom from the old, from Almighty God, man in our midst with that old time knowledge and ancient wisdom from the very beginning, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And Malcolm was able to handcuff scholars all over America. Some crackers, that's what I told you. Some crackers with one PhD, some with two PhDs. But when white folks can't defeat you, they'll always find some Negro, some boot-licking, butt-licking, buck-dancing, bamboozled, half-baked, half-fried, sissified, pokeified, pasteurized, homogenized nigger that they can trot out in front of you. I hear you had one of these Negroes on campus a few weeks ago, some Negro named Louis Gates. Who let this Negro out of the gate? <laughs> Henry Louis Gates. Malcolm debated Bayard Rustin for the white folks. Bayard took the position on the peck of wood, and Malcolm beat the hell out of him. And when Malcolm got through beating it, Malcolm said, if it's one thing I hate, is a white man who acts like a white man. Is a black man who acts like a white man. Malcolm said, if it's one thing I hate worse, that a black man who acts like a white man is a black man who acts like a white woman. And Malcolm smoked it in that debate. Let us go on. This esteemed, these esteemed ones from among us. Jesse Jackson. Keep over lie. I am a somebody. I am a somebody. I don't rightly know who the hell I am. But I am a somebody. Keep over lie. As well as scholars such, I've mentioned Gates, Cornell West, Orlando Patterson, and Selwyn Kudjo, give me a break. <laughs> These critics generally have found this book to over-rely on isolated information, out of context, antidotes without a historical or demographic perspective, and paltry figures without comparisons. For example, the names, gee whiz of 11 Jewish Confederate Navy officers are listed. But how large was the Confederate Navy? Hell, we don't learn that. The biggest historical controversy rests on Jewish commercial involvement in the slave trade. This book claims that Jews were the main beneficiaries of the slave economy, but the established historical record finds only about 2% Jewish involvement. Don't misunderstand, guys. Our position, that was 2% too many. Still probably, all the Jewish slave traders combined did not buy and sell as many slaves as did the firm of Franklin and Armfield, the largest Negro traders in the South. Furthermore, the secret relationship has explicitly drawn on the rhetoric of white supremacists whose hatred for Jews is matched only by their contempt for blacks. The stereotypes of both minorities have a haunting similarity. The truth is that all of the European powers 
were involved in the slave trade, and it was supported by nearly all white Americans. North, including Protestants and Catholics, labor and business, North and South. And slavery in North America predated the first Jewish immigration by over 30 years. Moreover, a broader historical context finds only a minor role of Jews in the slave trade, but a profound role of Jews in the struggle for civil rights. Some even gave their lives, and many saw the inside of southern jails. The record of working together for social justice is much more, much broader than a negative incident of this book's focus. The whole record should not be forgotten. I wanted you to go over this with me, and now I want to attack the hell out of it. Let's look at it. They referred to our book from the Historical Research Department of the Nation of Islam, called, entitled, The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews. Here they say that it is by anonymous authors called the Historical Research Department. Well, my brothers and sisters, this book was not written by anonymous authors. This book is written by all Jewish scholars, all Jewish respected writers, scholars, publishing houses, clergy. That is what you will find in this book. We have compiled from research from among all Jews what Jews have to say about who? about Jews. The book, as we open it, as we dare to open it, on the King College campus, the information contained herein has been compiled primarily from Jewish historical literature. Every effort has been made to present evidence from the most respected of Jewish authorities. From the most respected of what? Talk back to me. Talk black to me. Don't be scared because Kathy's here. <laughs> Susie, Heather, Cindy, Bob, Bill, Larry. The hell with Heather. <laughs> Present evidence is from the most respected Jewish what? What kind of authority? Jewish authority. Whose works appear in established historical journals are published by authoritative Jewish publishing houses. Now let's get started. Throughout the history of the practice, Jews and the African slave trade, Jews have been involved in the purchase and sale of human beings. This fact is confirmed by their own scholars and historians. Whose scholars and historians? In his book, A History of the Jews, Solomon Grazel, a Jew, states that Jews, quote, were among the most important slave dealers. What did he say? 
They were among the most important what? In European society. Lady Magnus writes that in the Middle Ages, quote, the principal purchasers, purchasers of slaves were found among the Jews. They seemed to be always and everywhere at hand to buy and to have the means equally ready to pay. Henry L. Feingold, and they're always looking for gold, stated that Jews who were frequently found at the heart of commerce could not have failed to contribute a proportionate share to the slave trade directly or indirectly. Solomon Grazel, A History of the Jew from Babylonian Exile to the End of World War II, Philadelphia, Jewish Publication Society of America, page 312. Lady Magnus outlines of Jewish history, and it goes on to tell you the different, different pub, Jewish publishing houses that published it, but it also tells you that it can be found in the Jewish Encyclopedia of New York and London. And it goes on to tell you which uh, edition, what page, what volume. Brothers and sisters, the so-called Jew, and I must say so-called Jew, because you are not the true Jew. You are Johnny-come-lately Jew who just crawled out of the caves and hills of Europe just a little over 4,000 years ago. You are not from the original people. You are a European strain of people who crawled around on your all fours in the caves and hills of Europe eating juniper roots and eating each other. You knew nothing about fire. You knew nothing about
Muhammad, God's man, his messenger, his Messiah in our midst. And now he has shaped and anointed and appointed by God's command and commission one Honorable Louis Farrakhan, whose mission now is to open our eyes, to wake us up, and to teach us the truth after we've been lied to for so long. The so-called Jew, let me cover that before I get too far. Let's go to the Bible. Is it all right? Some of you have put this book down. But the Bible is a road map to our liberation and salvation, if properly understood. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible actually has our history. We're living in the Bible right now, brothers and sisters. We're walking on the pages of Scripture. The late night news, the early evening news, the headlines of the newspapers and magazines can be found right in this Bible. But you must go in the Bible with a proper understanding. Otherwise, you'll go in a fool and come out an even bigger fool. The Bible is written in parables and symbols and metaphors and similes. And someone must uncover the parable, the symbol, the metaphor of the simile, so that we must understand the pitfalls and the snares that the white man has added to the book. Everybody got a version, Schofield version, some cracker named Schofield, Dewey version, another peckerwood named Dewey, King James version. Here's a sister. Can you name a version of the Bible after a screaming sister? The Shanae of his day. <laughs> the wonder of his day. God does not name holy books after homosexuals. Khalid Muhammad came on our campus and insulted the Jews and the whites and the homosexuals. You, know, you all go in the same group together. <laughs> I didn't come here to take no prison. Didn't come to take no prison. And if you wouldn't have been so silly standing out on the sidewalk, passing out flyers, calling yourself with this passive aggressive punk protest, I probably wouldn't even mention you that much. But the students chose this subject because they're catching so much hell here under you on the King College campus and in the surrounding Union area. A Jew stronghold. But you're weak tonight. You won't come in and face me on the book. You stand on the sidewalk like a sissy. You hide in the dark like a punk. But you won't come in and face me on the book. I went out personally and invited you to come in. And you shook in your shoes and peed in your boots. <laughs> you want to lie and say whatever you want to say. You've heard a lot about me, but you haven't heard from me. But I'm here, bam, damn, in your face. Straight up. Straight up. Let's look in the Bible here for a minute. And see what we can come up with. Let's go to, hold on for a second. 
Let's go to the book of John. Is that all right? John, the 8th chapter, starting with the 31st verse. All right? Then said Jesus, who's talking? Who's talking? Let me stop right now. When I say Jesus up here, I'm not talking about no blonde hair, blue eyes, pale skin, buttermilk complexion, pepperwood, cracker, Christ. When I say Jesus up here, I'm talking about the Jesus that the Bible says his body would be like Jasper. Another scripture says his body would be like fur. Another scripture says his body would be like fine brass, as though it had been burnt in an oven. It says he would have hair like lamb's wool. I'm talking about that nappy hair. I'm talking about that good hair. Before you fried it and dyed it and laid it to the side. says Jesus would have nappy hair. So where did these pictures come from with this stringy hair, straight hair, blonde hair, blue-eyed, pale skin, buttermilk complexion, pepperwood cheese? It's the white man. The white man got a God complex. Pope Julius II, who commissioned Michelangelo and I ain't talking about no teenage mutant ninja turtle Pope Julius II commissioned Michelangelo to change Jesus from black to white. His hair from nappy and kinky to straight, weak, and stringy. So now we have a white Jesus. But the Bible says, I beheld until the thrones were cast down. And the Ancient of Days did sit. And it goes on to tell you that he would have hair like lamb's wool and his body would be like fine brass, burnt in and up. There are white people throughout different sections of Europe to this very day who make their prayers in front of a black man and a black chief goes to the Vatican and Rome. With the old no good pope. You know that cracker. Somebody need to raise that dress up and see what's really under there. When the old pope was shot, he didn't pray in front of no white Mary. Life magazine, one of the big magazines, showed him kneeling down making his prayers in front of a black Mary and a black baby Jesus. And he wasn't in no hurry to get checked out of here either. Talking about he's the vicar of Christ, the right hand of God. That he's going instantly to heaven, to paradise. Well, how come when they shot that cracker, he didn't say, They called in the best doctors they could get. Because he wasn't anxious to go anywhere. Let's look at it. You with me? Yeah. Let's look at it for a moment. Look at it. Brothers and sisters, as I move beyond that point back to John, the 8th chapter, the 31st verse. Then said Jesus to those Jews 
who believed of him. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The Jews answered Jesus and said, how sayest thou that we shall be made free? We have never been in bondage to any man. Jesus goes on to say to them, and they said to him, we be Abraham's seed. And we have never been in bondage to any man. Jesus answered the Jews and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abided not in the house forever, but the son abided forever. And if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed, because Abraham is called the father of the nation. But you seek to kill me. Who is Jesus talking to? He said, you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Jesus said his word had no place in the Jew. Was that Elijah Muhammad who said that? Was it Louis Farrakhan who said that? Was it the little student of theirs, Khalid or Kadir, who said that? No, it said Jesus said, my word has no place in you. He goes on to say, I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. So Jesus stopped playing a dozen with him. He started talking about their daddies. He said, yo, we got different daddies. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said unto them, if. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But you seek to kill me, Jew, a man that has told you the truth, which I have heard of God, this Abraham would not do. You do the deeds of your father. Then the Jews said to Jesus, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. You know how they're quick to say that. One people, one planet. Hell, you didn't want to share it with us until it got all out of whack. Until you had messed up the ozone layer. Until you had destroyed much of the rainforest. Until you had tampered with the delicate balance in nature. Polluted the very air that even you have to breathe. Polluted the very water that even you have to drink. You didn't want one planet, one people, until you had messed it up. And now you see your demise, and you see our rise. And so now we're one people. Multiculturalism, buddy. <laughs> we need a divine, a design for diversity. Give me a break to go and hold on. <laughs> But you seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth which I have heard of God. This Abraham would not do. You do the deeds of your father. And they went on to say, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, if God. What did he say? What did he say? If God were your father, you would love me. Now that preposition is a strong preposition. If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, Jew? Even 
Jesus because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father the devil. What did Jesus say? You are of your father the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he's a liar and the father of the lie. Jesus started playing a dozen with the devil. Told the Jew, the so-called Jew, you are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. He abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he's a liar and the father of the lie. Now, Jesus, clearly, John the 8th chapter, beginning with the 31st verse, going down to the 44th verse, tells us that these people are of the what? Of the devil. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Is it all right? Let's go to the book of Revelation. I sure wish those esteemed professors would come in out of the cold and take this woman in person. I got something for you, Professor. Professor Goldberg. Hiding out there. My leader sought dialogue with you. My leader did everything to show that he is a man of character, a man of principle, a man of God. My leader extended to you the torchlight to shine the light for you. But you, like the way of all of the ancient wicked rulers and slave makers and slave masters, you cannot accept truth coming from one of the lowly slaves from in your midst. And so though he shines a light, a torchlight in America, it is a torchlight for that people that the Bible says, us, that people who have walked in darkness, but who would see a bright light arise and shine for that light is come. So he shines a torchlight for us, but it is a torchlight for America also. If you would adhere to what he is saying, to God's warning through his messenger and through his divine warning in your midst, then maybe you could have an extension of time. But because you like ancient Pharaoh symbolically in scripture, your heart is hot. You cannot hear the warning of the warner in your midst. Revelations 3 and 9. Revelations what? Write these scriptures down. We also had John, the 8th chapter, starting with the 31st verse. Going, going, going on down to the party pole verse. Well... <laughs> Now we'll go to John, uh, to Revelation by John the Revelator, but Jesus is in here too. Three and nine, you ready? Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. What does it say? I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not Jews. What does it say? 
hung up on their hoes. All it means is, look at here, yo. <laughs> the writer is saying, yo, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews, but are not Jews, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship and bow down at your feet, and to know that I have loved you. Revelation 3 and 9 speaks of a people who would call themselves Jews, but who are not Jews, but who are of, according to Revelation, not Elijah Muhammad, not Louis Farrakhan, not Kadir, not Khalid, but according to Revelation, they do lie, they are not Jews, but they are imposter Jews, and according to Revelation, they are the synagogue of Satan the devil. That's according to the book. I'm saying if the book slayed. And then Jesus just got through slaying at these guys. Daddy was the devil. Jesus stopped pulling limbs off the family tree. This thing is serious. No wonder they hate Jesus. No wonder they don't believe in Jesus. No wonder they crucified Jesus. It was the Jews who crucified Jesus. The so-called Jews of his day. They contended with Jesus on a daily basis. The scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and later a special group called the Sanhedrin. All right. The scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and a group called the Sanhedrin. I wish you had your rabbis in here. I wish you had your professors in here. I wish you had some of the best minds among the so-called Jewish people in the city of Union and from the campus of King College. What cowards you are. This is supposed to be an institution of academics. This is supposed to be an institution where you don't mind the students being exposed to various schools of thought. The professors should be in here right now. If I'm lying, they should be challenging me on this. We'll have a question and answer period at the close of this lecture. And you'll be able to stand up, God. You'll be able to stand up, buddy. Anything you want to say, you'll be welcome to say it. All right? Or out. Now that's from Scripture. These people are not the chosen people of God. They say that we are anti-Semites. How arrogant you are. No good, bastard. <laughs> bastard is an illegitimate child of the Father. You call us anti-Semites? How arrogant are you? There are some Semites in Africa. There are Semites, the Arabs. Are you trying to make the world think that you're the only Semites in the world? You're anti-Semitic. Look at what you're doing to the Arab people, to the Palestinian people. You have dispossessed them, disinherited them. They are now disenfranchised. Disheartened, just dissed. <laughs> By you. You've driven them like vagabonds from their homes. 
They are Semitic people. And you are anti-Semitic. The true name for Egypt is Kemet. What is the true name for Egypt? Kemet. But the Greek, the Greek, gave it the name Egypt. The root etymologically of Egypt coming out of the Greek is Aeptus, which means the land of the black and the burnt-skinned people. So don't you give me no Cleopatra queen and get Elizabeth Taylor, some whore from Hollywood, screwing everything that ain't screwed up. but a white whore from Hollywood. I say she screws everything that ain't screwed down. You gonna get this white whore and disgrace us, insult us before the world, and portray an African queen in the image of Cleopatra using this woman, Elizabeth Taylor. What a shame. What lie. Jesus was right. Nothing but lie. The book of Revelation is right. You're from the synagogue of Satan. You didn't want to deal with my leader in a respectful way. You disrespected my leader. So now God unleashes on you his wrath and his judgment because you want to hear to the torch light that is shining in your midst. And I'm one of his flame throwers.
uh, among us, Brother Anthony Browder, many of the greats, Professor James Small, Dr. Leonard Jeffrey, Dr. Rosalind Jeffrey, Dr. Nathan Hare, Dr. Julia Hare, Professor and Dr. Asa Hilliard out of Atlanta, Dr. Jake Carrera. They've all been. We've been in every library. We've been in every museum. We've been in the temples. We've been in the tombs. And we can't find any record of any white Jews ever been in, having been in bondage in Egypt for 400 years. Do you remember when Walter Cronkite was sitting at the base of the pyramids with Anwar Sadat and Mr. Cronkite with that golden cracker voice of his? Mr. Cronkite said, isn't it wonderful, Mr. Sadat? Here we are sitting at the base of the pyramids, built by Mr. Pagan's people. Anwar Sadat said, I beg your pardon. He said, we have no history of that. How can you lie? It says that Abraham, you say, is the original Jew. But Abraham was a black man. He came from Ur of Chaldea. But when Abraham arrived with the so-called first group that you try to rest on, we'll let you rest on that for a second. When Abraham arrived, we had built the pyramids already. We had already sculpted the Sphinx. Hundreds of years had passed. Some scholars say even thousands of years. You didn't build nothing, buddy. If you built the pyramids, why can't we go somewhere else, guy, and find such greatness among you? All your stuff has crumbled and fallen to the ground. Pyramids called one of the wonders of the world. Planet Earth, 196,940,000 square miles. 57,255,000 square miles of land coming up out of 139,685,000 square miles of water. So teaches the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But that ancient black man, that ancient black woman, our forefathers and foremothers, our heroes and sheroes, if you study the history and the history from the balances of our brain and with the span of our hand, we were able to determine geographically the center and build the pyramids and the white man called the pyramids one of the wonders of the world, which means in spite of the Empire State Building, in spite of the Sears Tower, in spite of all Westminster Abbey, in spite of all of his great architectural buildings, he calls the pyramids one of the wonders of the world, which means, buddy, that this cracker is still wondering how we were able to do it. Haven't figured it out yet? No white Jews ever in bondage in Egypt for 400 years. You are not the chosen people of God. Stop telling that lie. Let's go a little further with this. The secret relationship. Many of you put out the textbooks. Many of you control the library. Library. 
Hollywood, period. Some of your own Jewish historians have written books on the inordinate influence of the so-called Jews in Hollywood. Some of your own Jewish writers have written. You put these negative stereotypes out on black people. We always clowns on TV. That's right. I love Martin. <laughs> but I'm tired of us being fools for white folks. That's right. The only way we can get on is if we cut the food for the white man. And we always got to be a sissy before it's over. That's right. We got to dress up in drag so the white man can laugh at us. Men's in fear. <laughs> in living color. Look at it, brothers and sisters. Dr. Jeffries was right. 100% right. When he talked about your influence in television, in radio, I'm adding that, but in the movie industry, in particular in Hollywood. But you also are most influential in newspapers. Magazine, print media, and electronic media. If I'm lying on you, come forward. If I'm lying on you, let's have another forum where you've had a chance to go over my word, and I'll meet with your best so-called Jew minds. Bring me ten of your best, and I'll come with my God. Here's my person. Pie in the sky in the sweet by and by after I die, I believe in something sound on the ground while I'm still around. No mystery. No Shazam. No hocus pocus. God is real. In the person of the black man and woman of age. Another subject for another time. Africa. We'll deal with it. I'm almost there, but I gotta work this subject. Right. This ain't nothing to play with here. Yeah, anyway, where you gonna go in you? <laughs> the secret relationship between black and Jew. They lied to us. I'm just covering points. The stimulate thought. You'll jump up and go back. You'll, some of you will take me back to all of these points, I hope. Look at it, brothers and sisters, for what it's worth. These people have had a secret relationship with us. They have our entertainers in their hip pocket, in the palm of their hand, I should say. They have our athletes in the palm of their hand. If you are an athlete, a star athlete, it is required of you that you be apolitical. You can't be black. You can't stand up for your people. You must be apolitical. And normally they will give you a white one. All of them, with the exception of just a few of the big names, got a white woman. Susie, Kathy, Cindy, Dana, Heather. It's true. Very few of them. Amy. <laughs> they have them in the palm of their hand. Many of our politicians are in the palm of the white man's hand, but in particular in the palm of the Jewish white man's hand. When stinking David Dinkins ran for mayor when he ran the first time. 
would come on television with his yarmulke on. Nigga didn't wear no African booba or he didn't wear his African clothes. He didn't wear kitchen crown. He didn't wear red, black, and green crown. He didn't wear butt cloth crown. He wore a yarmulke on his head. Boots licking for the so-called chip. He said, I
and they had other boyfriends and would get angry with each other over the other boyfriends. Like King James that we were talking about earlier. Look, brothers and sisters, we have Brother Sundi out of here and I saw Sister Shandala who helped me do some of the research on King James. And they have the wonderful selection of liberation literature. Hold your hand up, Brother Sundi out I don't see Sister Shandala or Shandala. They have set up on the outside the liberation literature. Give them a better hand than that.
For much of this century, Jews have been a prominent element in the liberal wing of white North America. According to Kaufman in his book, Broken Alliance, this switch to seeming liberalism, very different from the slavery and earlier post-slavery era, was facilitated by the development of the reform movement in U.S. Judaism in the late 19th century by Jewish involvement in communism and socialism by the pursuit of an enlightened Jewish self-interest. The pursuit of an enlightened Jewish self-interest. Meaning, whatever they did, they did it for themselves first. And they used us so that we could clear a path for them. Let us go on. In the words of Kaufman, the Jewish, quote, struggle for equality and fair treatment was linked to the struggles of blacks for greater opportunity. It was not a struggle of equals, Jonathan Kaufman, the white Jew, says. Jews did not consider their plight equal to that of blacks, but they recognized in the black struggle for rights elements that could benefit them and conditions with which they could sympathize. Accordingly, several rich and powerful Jews among them, prominent leaders of the U.S. Zionist movement, co-founded, led, and financed the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. The NAACP, founded in 1909, got its first African-American chairperson in 1975. It was in 1975 before you had a black chairperson of the NAACP, and it was founded in 1909. Did you hear me? <laughs> After the death of Chairman Kiva Kaplan, a Boston Jew, the NAACP's highest honor, the Spingarn Medal, is named after one of its earlier Jewish leaders, Joel Spingarn. Jewish influence in African-American affairs climaxed in the civil rights era of the 1950s and 1960s, when according to Jonathan Kaufman, the white Jew in Broken Alliance, three-quarters of the funding raised, how much? Three-quarters of the funding raised by the three major civil rights organizations, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, SNCC, the Congress of Racial Equality, CORE, and Martin Luther King Jr.'s SCLC, Southern Christian, Southern Christian Leadership Conference, came from Jewish sources. Jewish influence in the movement was personalized and personified by Stanley Levinson, one of King's two closest advisors, the other being Andrew Young. Levinson drafted King's speeches, handled his, handled his finances, and served as his chief strategist. This coalition of unequals came under stress, severe stress, after the mid-1960s when black power came to town, emphasizing self-reliance and African-American control over their organizations. Much of this comes to us from black news, uh, uh, blacks and Jews news, and uh, Dr. Tony Martin has done much of this research for us. But we're drawing here from Mr. Jonathan Kaufman of Broken Alliance. Brothers and sisters, these African-American assertions of independence did not sit well with Jews who had grown accustomed to overlordship of the civil rights movement, not to mention great influence in the economic life of African-American communities. 
while pockets of Jewish liberalism remained, the dominant Jewish posture was now characterized by the demise of benevolent paternalism and its replacement by an aggressive hostility to continuing African-American progress. The new policy brought some impressive Jewish victories as Jews leveraged, leveraged off of their great influence with the United States polity to thwart the rising ambitions of black folk. In 1968, Jews defeated the efforts of blacks in America in Brooklyn, New York, to control the education of their own children in the Ocean Hill-Brownsville affair. In 1977, the major Jewish organizations intruded themselves as, quote, unquote, friends of the court in the Baki case to defeat affirmative action programs for black people, Hispanics, Asian Americans, and Native Americans. And Mandela came, the Jews jumped right on Mandela, and Mandela had to explain to the Jews, especially when old hook nose me, Ted Capo had him on. Mandela had to explain, quote, your enemies, meaning Yasser Arafat and the Palestinian Liberation Organization, are not my enemies. They always tell us, we suffered like you. We, down south, one of us, was killed right along with your civil rights workers down there. Please, give me a break with this. As it says here from Brother Alliance, from the Jewish writer himself, who talks with them, who eats bagels with them, blocks with them, who goes to the synagogue with them, who plays golf with them, who sits with them out and out of and beyond our earshot, that they had a self-interest that they were doing these things to use us as cannon fodder to get these laws cleared from the books. And as soon as they were cleared, to whatever degree, then they started moving against us and attacking us and taking the opposite position every time an issue came up that was in our best interest. And they pulled their money for the most part out of the civil rights organizations when the civil rights organizations started standing up to them. This is the case, brothers and sisters. Who are the slumlords in the black community? The so-called Jews. Run down dilapidated buildings. Huh? Water not working properly. Toilets not working properly. The plumbing is terrible. The heating is terrible. Big rats and roaches playing hopscotch all in the hall. <laughs> Mosquitoes carry ice pits. <laughs> when I'm stinging you, you're in serious trouble. The white slumlords, the white so-called Jew slumlords and the other white slumlords. Who is it sucking our blood in the black community? A white imposter Arab and a white imposter Jew right in the black community sucking our blood on a daily and consistent basis. They sell us pork and they don't even eat it themselves. A meat cake full of rotten pork meat and the imposter Arab and the imposter white Jew, neither of them eat it themselves. A wall full of liquor keeping our people drunk and out of their heads and filled with the swill of the swine affecting their minds. They're the blood suckers of the black nation and the black community. Professor Griff was right. 
Then he spoke at, when he spoke in the general vicinity of Jersey and New York. And when he spoke at Columbia University over in New York City. <laughs> he was right. The comments that Professor Griff made, and if you scared of Professor Griff, I'm Professor Griff's professor. <laughs> you know you get in trouble. He was 100% right. Brother Steve Coakley, 100% right. Brothers and sisters, everyone that they've attacked, Dr. Jeffrey, yes, I just mentioned uh, Dr. Tony Martin, all of them have told us the truth. Dr. Yusuf Benyakovic, now they're attacking Dr. Malefi Asante, they're attacking Afrocentricity. They're saying that our position now, the research that we're doing, they just summarily dismiss it, but none of them want to debate. Bring me your best. I'm calling you out. Bring me your best white historian, your best Jewish scholars. Bring them. And I'm just a student of a student of a student of a student. So you know if I can throw down like this, you know the teacher must really be bad. No, you don't want to face the teacher. The secret relationship between blacks and Jews. The secret is they have lied to us. Now they tell us that they didn't play much of a role in the slave trade. Is that what they said in this little letter that they handed out? Jews were masters in high percentages, says U.S. Census. U.S. what? <laughs> According to the U.S. Census of 1830, a majority of
to free the others. We gotta free the others. Thank you. Open up here. I gotta work for this thing. What about the unholy alliance? Dr. John Henry Clark called it the unholy alliance between Israel and South Africa. He called it scratches on a time bomb. The unholy alliance between Israel and South Africa. Let's look at it. Oh yeah, I mean that ain't no clothes, this ain't no sock. <laughs> I came ready. I thought you had some gray Jews here. These Jews are punks. <laughs> scared to come out. Why am I talking like this? Because again, my leader tried to reason with you. My leader tried to dialogue with you. My leader came to you in the spirit of dialogue so that we could sit down and discuss these points. But you disrespected him. And then lied on him. And so now you have to face us and we will eat your behind alive. <laughs> The unholy alliance between Israel and South Africa. South Africa is a key and could be considered with America number one trading partner of South Africa. The De Beers Mine, Oppenheimer, our people, our brothers and sisters in South Africa, hundreds of them lose their lives, sometimes thousands in those mines. Miles underground mining diamonds for white Jews. That's why you call yourself Mr. Rubenstein, Mr. Goldstein, Mr. Silverstein. Because you've been stealing rubies and gold and silver all over the earth. That's why we can't even wear a ring or a bracelet or a necklace without calling it jewelry. We say it real quick and call it jewelry. It's not jewelry, it's jewelry. Because you're the rogue that's stealing all over the face of the planet Earth. You don't have a home No good bastard. Bring me your best. Still call you out. You say my leader's lying? Bring me your best. I'm just a student of his. You don't have a cracker that can handle me. Not one, not ten. Not twenty of your crackers. Bring them. You think you can get some crazy, some daredevils to do that? Some evil Knievels? I don't believe you can. It was Israel that helped South Africa, Africa gain nuclear power. Huh? It's Israel that has ongoing tech, uh, technological, is helping with the ongoing technological advancement of South Africa. Israel. Do you know, brothers and sisters, that there in New York City, at the, at the United Nations, <laughs> did you know that when they vote in the United Nations, that Israel always votes with South Africa? Let's look at Israel's voting record in the United Nations. You want to look at it? Let's open up these crackers' voting record in the United Nations. 
I got the goods on you, cracker. It's under this box. Where is it? Hey, this thing is explosive. Let's look at it. Israel's voting record in the United Nations, where South Africa and anti-apartheid resolutions have come on the floor. When an anti-racist, anti-apartheid resolution has come on the floor of the United Nations, this is the way Israel has voted, the so-called Jews. Resolution 3055, Israel, obviously and apparently absent. Resolution 3151A, Israel, obviously and apparently absent when the vote was called. Resolution 3151B, Israel, obviously and apparently absent. Resolution 3151C, Israel, again, obviously and apparently absent. Resolution 3151D, Israel finally present, but abstaining from the vote. Resolution 3151E, Israel again present, but abstaining from the vote. Resolution 3151F, Israel again, obviously and apparently absent. Resolution 3324A, 3324A, no vote taken. Israel, Resolution 3324B, Israel absent. Resolution 3324C, Israel absent. Resolution 3324D, Israel abstaining. Resolution 3324E, Israel finally votes with South Africa. Resolution 3411A, no vote taken. Resolution 3411B, no vote taken. Resolution 3411C, Israel absent. Resolution 3411D, Israel absent. Resolution 3411E, no vote taken. Resolution 3411F, Israel abstaining. Resolution 3411G, Israel again votes, but votes on the side of South Africa. Whenever Israel is voting, Israel normally votes for the apartheid, racist, white supremacist, posture and policy of the South African government. When Israel, the so-called white Jew, does not vote in the United Nations, it's because they're absent, they are, they are obviously, deliberately, did not show because they didn't want to go on record at all as Kevin Cass, a yay or a nay vote. Israel has an unholy alliance with South Africa. Here, you've got close to five million black people being ruled by a few thousand white folks in South Africa. And Israel keeps backing them up and keeps buoying them up and keeps supporting them. You can't tell me, brothers and sisters, that there would be any Jewish student in their right mind on this campus who would be your friend if you were a part of an African nation that was supporting Adolf Hitler and Hitler was still alive in Nazi Germany. Not one Jewish 
so-called white student on this campus would associate with you, would even be your friend, if you defended an African nation that was supporting Hitler in Nazi Germany. Am I lying? But you are friends with them, and they support Israel, and Israel I mean, in Israel, they support Israel, and Israel supports South Africa. And you are their friends, and they expect you to be their friends, because they know that for the most part, we are not critical thinkers, and they know for the most part, we don't have a principal stand. We go by somebody's cute. I heard about the brothers around here at King College, how you leaving the sisters and buck dancing with these white girls yeah. running with heaven and and I heard about I heard how you're wearing your ex-cap and your ex-sweatshirt and your ex-t-shirt. But you don't want to come to Minister Kadir. You don't want to come to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the experts who can explain, who, are the, who can set the example for you. You want to wear your ex externally, but you don't want to wear your ex internally. You just saw the ex and got excited. <laughs> You want to wear your ex-t-shirt, sweatshirt, and your ex-caps and ex-hats with a white girl on your elbow. Well, we got some ex-lats, which is the quickest relief for your younger people. And we're going to get it all out of your system before it goes. We're going to get it all out of your system before it goes. It was the Jews, the so-called Jews, that financed Spike Lee and gave him $30 million to produce the movie Malcolm X. Jesus was betrayed by Judas. Judas was given 30 pieces of silver. Spike Lee was given $30 million. No white Jew in his right mind would give a black man $30 million to produce a movie that's going to present Islam in a positive light and convert the masses of black people to Islam. No white Jew in their right mind would give $30 million to Spook Lee to produce a movie that will spotlight a freedom fighter and a revolutionary in its proper and positive historical light. Malcolm X, El-Hajj, Malik El-Shabazz, Brother Omar Wai. In that movie, they made the honorable, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad seem like he was an, an unwise man, like he was a fool. And Malcolm was self-taught. Malcolm was wise. And gave you the impression that we killed Malcolm X, the nation of Israel. Then Spook Lee went on TV. Spook Lee went on interviews everywhere. And Spook Lee said the nation of Islam killed Malcolm X. In his book, X, by any means necessary, I've got it in my black bag there. Spook Lee said, you know Spook Lee. Bubble-eyed <laughs> pigeon told Jimmy the cricket, looking Spook Lee. Why am I so hard on Spook Lee? Because Spook Lee is trying to turn you away from your salvation. He wants you to believe that Elijah Muhammad and even inferred that Louis Farrakhan had something to do with the murder of Malcolm X. Another no good bastard. Spook Lee, illegitimate child of the father. 
and went on all these talk shows, straight up saying the black Muslims killed Malcolm X. He said that the two Muslims who went to prison, they didn't kill Malcolm. Other Muslims killed him. And they were working with the government. How silly is that, Spook? <laughs> Looking like he's been run over by a mule. <laughs> and the mule chased him over 40 acres. <laughs> enough points here tonight for you to take. I've got so much stuff I could never get to all of it. The Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey had a strong position on the Jews also. Mr. Garvey said, Mr. Garvey said that he said that their particular method of living is inconsistent with the broader human principles that go to making all people homogeneous. He said they like money. The Jews like money. And they have always been after money. They want nothing else but money. This is what Mr. Garvey said about it. It was the Jews, brothers and sisters. The so-called Jews. Not only who crucified Jesus in a kangaroo court, but it was the Jewish prosecutor Max. Right. who prosecuted the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey in a kangaroo court. Jews in the judicial system that worked against Mr. Garvey and ultimately worked toward Mr. Garvey being deported from America. The so-called Jews. The hook-nosed, bagel-eating, lox-eating, imposter, perpetrating a fraud, Johnny-come-lately, just crawled out of the caves and hills of Europe, wanna-be Jew. Not the true Jew. For you are the true Jew. You are the true Hebrew. You are the true ones who are in line with Bible, prophecy, and scripture. So teaches the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. You are the people of the Bible that fulfill the Bible prophecy. Genesis, the 15th chapter, the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th verses. And God said unto Abram, Know of a surety, Abram, that thy seed shall be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and they shall serve them, and they shall oppress them, and they shall afflict them for 400 years. And God says, no, that at the end of that 400 years that I'm going to judge that nation that would have oppressed my people and enslaved my people. And I will judge that nation and I will bring my people out with great riches and great substance. And they will go to a promised land. Don't let the imposter Jew tell you that Israel or Palestine is their Zion or their homeland. 1902, they went to Chamberlain and begged Chamberlain to give them Cyprus. And he didn't give them Cyprus. Then they talked about Uganda. They talked about some nation in South America. They've been all over the world talking about, we, well, gee whiz, why don't we take this for a homeland? <laughs> if God promised you a homeland, hell, you don't have to run all over the earth looking for a homeland. If God promises to you that his promise and his word is good, and you ain't got to take nothing from nobody when God promises to you.
chosen people of God and that Israel, so-called Israel, is the promised land. Herzl, Ben-Gurion, and what's this other devil's name? Whiteman. They aren't the Messiah. The Bible said that you were supposed to wait for the Messiah. You didn't wait for the Messiah. Ben-Gurion wasn't the Messiah. Herzl wasn't the Messiah. The early so-called imposter Jews, they didn't even believe in God. They were atheists. They didn't believe in no Bible prophets. And now you've set up Palestine, taking it from the Palestinian people. And the guilty white folks of the world met together and gave you that land. And you now lie to the world that you're the chosen people and that you are fulfilling Bible prophecy. No good <laughs> So I wanted to let you know, brothers and sisters, that you are the only people in the world that have been in bondage in a strange land among a strange people like Genesis, the 15th chapter 6, with God's covenant to Abraham. You're the only people that have been in bondage for 400 years anywhere, oppressed and afflicted. You are the chosen of God. And God has chosen you to be His people, and He to be your God. And He has raised up in your midst a divine messenger, a divine Messiah, and a divine warner. And the extension of that divine work is operating in your midst today in the person of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Take it or let it alone. That is where we are today. I thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum.
If you have a comment, you can come and make that. If you have a statement, it's brief, you can come and make that. Is that it? Bob? Bill? Larry? Cindy? Kathy? Is that it? You and guys, I thought you got a good question. Let me say this to you. The battle is for the minds and hearts of our people. And I fight hard. As I said, I take no trust. Whites who are in the audience, I don't care if you're uncomfortable. You should be uncomfortable. I didn't come, we're not armed. I didn't come to shoot from the hip. I came to shoot from the lip. Came to deal with truth. My brother's first. Uh, I know you've been in contact with the liberation movement in South Africa. Yes, sir. There's disagreement as to what the economic franchise should be in a, in a so-called post-apartheid South Africa. I was wondering what economic franchise you would propose to address the racial injustices in my country. You mean capitalism versus communism? Capitalism, socialism, socialism. mixed economy, Marxist land. Yes. My I second question well, is... Let's take it one at a time. I can't discuss the economic system with you first until we discuss the proper revolutionary approach. I do not agree with Brother Nelson Mandela and the ANC. Let me say that straight up. I spoke at the United Nations. I was there. Oh, all right. PAC. I spoke at the United Nations for the PAC on the celebration of the uh, annual convention of the actual honoring of Brother Robert, uh, Mongolisa Robert Sabukwe, of the uh, one of the founding fathers of the Pan Africanist Congress. It was in 1959 that the young leaders of the ANC, the young lions in the ANC, decided in 58-59, because it was in 1960, that Chief Latuli, the head of the ANC, received the Nobel Peace Prize for Nonviolent Struggle, just like Mandela just received it with F.W. de Klerk. How could you stand with your oppressor and your enemy and receive the Nobel Peace Prize for Nonviolent Struggle. I was reading in Jet Magazine recently where Sister Winnie Mandela, who's my revolutionary, Amanda. where Sister Winnie Mandela, Amanda, Sister Winnie Mandela said it was an insult for Nelson Mandela to stand with F.W. de Klerk and receive the Nobel Peace Prize. But the point I was making from history, I'm right with you, brother. 1960, Chief Lathuli, received the Nobel Peace Prize for nonviolent struggle. But at the same time, the Chief Mathuli was receiving the Nobel Peace Prize. The young lions, the young warriors inside of the ANC, Robert Sabukwe inspired, rose up, and he became a has-been leader the same day he was receiving the Nobel Peace Prize. They split with the ANC, started the PAC, and then later the ANC tried to get a little radical and added the wing to the ANC called Ukotu And Ukotu was to start self-defense and violence for violence. Let me be clear with you, brothers and sisters. I don't believe in Nelson Mandela's approach. I don't believe in the Codessa Accord. I don't agree with meeting with the white man in South Africa on this issue. One man, one vote. One person, one vote. A multiracial government in South Africa. 
We don't owe the white man nothing in South Africa. He's killed billions of our women, our children, our babies, our elders. We don't owe him nothing in South Africa. If we want to be merciful at all, when we gain enough power from God Almighty to take our freedom and independence from him, we give him 24 hours to get out of town by Sunday. That's all. If he won't get out of town by sundown, we kill everything white that ain't right that's in sight in South Africa. We kill the women. We kill the children. We kill the babies. We kill the blind. We kill the cripples. We kill the... Uh, uh, Because they're going to grow up one day to oppress our babies, so we kill the babies. Why kill the women? They, they, because they lay on their back. They are the military or the army manufacturing center. They lay on their back and the reinforcements roll out from between their legs. So we kill the women too. You kill the elders too? Kill the old ones too. God damn it, they're in a wheelchair. Push them off a cliff and take them. Side, genocide and mythicide. Look to God damn. 
right first before we get the money. Don't you know that this is the same devil who's trying to get out from under the economic sanctions that have been posed, the economic sanctions that have been posed against him by the rest of the world? He's only trying to create an image. He's taking notes from the white man in America. When Jim Crow was ultimately changed in appearance in America, they just gave Jim Crow another name. And so when they change apartheid in South Africa, it will only have another name. What is your second question? How many disagree with me? How many agree with me? What is the Teach your babies. Teach your babies. Don't teach your babies about Christmas Adams. Christmas Adams was the first one to die in the American Revolution. Hell, he should have died. Fight for them white folks. And our people were free. Teach your babies about Nat Turk. Teach your babies about Denmark B. Teach your babies about Gabriel Prosser. Teach your babies about Tucson Overture. Teach your babies about Gasoline the Ferocious. Teach your babies about Queen and Zinger. Teach your babies about Queen Yaasantiwa. Teach your babies about Queen Candace. Teach your babies about Amilcar Gabral, Patrice Labumba, Osajifo Nkrumah. Teach your babies about those who have fought for us, not those who laid down Morgan Freeman in Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> he just came back from Africa. It was in all of the Washington, D.C. newspapers. Morgan Freeman came back from Africa and said that he didn't even like Africa. He said that he's mongrelized. He's not African. He's not black. He said, don't bring me that mess about black people were dragged from Africa on slave ships in chains. He said, black people left Africa running trying to get to America. Morgan Freeman, driving Miss Daisy when he ain't driving her, he's riding her. <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, my second question is, since I've been here, two black banks have closed down, one in Harlem, and want to know it. You're an economic major. Finance. Yeah, finance man. All right. Give him a black hand. My question is, it seems to me that most of people still save their money in white banks, and you know who controls those banks. It's Jews. The thing is, they give control the Federal Reserve system yeah, at all. They control the Federal Reserve. Now, when I, my, what my question is, what could we as businessmen do to prevent this? And women. And women. And women. Thank you. And women. And women. What could we do to prevent? What we do it this way? What could we do as business women and men? Business women and men. What could we do to prevent our banks from closing down? And what what could we do to encourage the creation of capital pools within our own financial institutions? Maybe I need to read that. This book, in this book, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan deals with the finance system and the economic fiber of America, and to some degree, it touches on the world. And I think it would be a good that book. A contribution to me? Well, this one is already marked up, and I got all my all my war points in here. But do you have any, Brother Sundiata and Mr. Chandler, and uh, there's 25 here? And Moss 25 has a, a, a book display of liberation literature also set up outside.
So, I mean, make sure, brother, and you should meet our minister. You're a finance man. When a finance major, you need to go and sit with our minister there in Newark. You know, when we gain this knowledge, we got to use this knowledge for the benefit of the rise of our people. How can we keep our black banks from closing? How do we create capital pools within our own nation? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has started the three-year economic savings plan. I know that Dr. John Henry Clark attacked him verbally. I love Dr. Clark. He attacked him and said, Minister Farrakhan never finishes a program, starts things and don't finish it. Shut up. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. And you can't see what we're doing. The Honorable Louis Farrakhan started the three-year economic savings plan. In three years, the plan launched. But our people are slow. And if at the end of three years, he did not have the capital that we desire to do certain projects, then what should he do? Give all the money back? Or extend it? Well, he not only is extending it, but he is also, for Dr. Clark's advice, I mean, uh, uh, for Dr. Uh, Clark's uh, information, we advise you from now on to, wait a minute, great and venerable elder and scholar and historian, wait. Did you know, brothers and sisters, that we have now paid cash a million plus dollars for our own multi-million dollar computerized printing operation so that we can now print our own books, print the final call newspaper? Did you know Ebony and Jet? that they don't print their own magazines after all these years? The white man still printing? Or if not the white man, you know, still printing? We can now negotiate with other black publications that don't have the capacity to print their own. We're paying cash for it. Where's the money coming from, Dr. Clark? It's coming out of the three-year economic savings plan. Did you know that we have now purchased the sales and office building on Cottage Grove, a high-rise on Cottage Grove in Chicago. Did you know we have now bought what used to be the was a big uh, market and a big office building on Halstead? Did you know that we are now beginning to negotiate and make plans for buying farmland, dairy, cannery, and we will be within within a year's time setting up a shopping mall, uh, a shopping plaza, a shopping plaza, what they call a strip mall in Chicago. Where's the money coming from? Part of it from the three-year economic savings plan. They mad. They not hear the word of God. Lead the natural use of a woman. Leave the natural use of a man. It's an abomination. This is not condemnation, it's correction. Of course. Got him all the gear marriage in a church. Shelly don't know what it's a church. Barry links the what it's a church. Tell him. No. So gear marriage. No, they no not feel married. We no care how much of them are mad. 
the pastor we married to man in a church my god we love to have a talk and we no care who they are we no care who they are it's abomination to the lord we are representing jesus christ on the cross we tell yeah. them say give your marriage no them no fi marry me no care how much of them are mad and then the pastor we married to man in a church man god we love to have a talk and we no care who they are we no care
from your nose to your lifestyle, it's not wrong up. From your feet, you can't come out, you come down up. We know a girl, this a bad man, stand up. This a one, you at the teeth on the down of a nup. Man, a tuggy tuggy, come on, no be pretty. Some man, a wear your clothes and look like Nicky. They blow them, sell out a J.C. Penny. And the yeah. girls, them never get any. Oh, we have bad man, no dress like that. We don't want no time, we don't bleed for your time. Man, you have no certain law. Yeah. Hipsters and belly skin are no big young star. As a man, you have no certain law. We've on a father of the lady, sir. As a man, you have no certain law. You can't get your liquor and a drink out a straw. Well, the big youngster we know about the law. If you never look your auntie, you're so judge So why you doing it? Tell me why you doing it. Your father grow your boots, tell me why you doing it. So why you doing it? Tell me why you doing it. The girls cause it looks like a play to win it. Ah, well, you know, say you can't come at you with it. Me, your papa, you have to burn all your crew with it. Diamond, tell me, say you can't lose with it. And this tell me, say you must get slow with it. But man, no dress like girl. We no work no girl, we no bleed for your son. Well, as a man, you have no certain law. Hipsters and belly skin are no big young star. As a man, you have no certain law. We've on a fall, dear, a few ladies As a man, you have no certain law. You can't get your liquor and a drink out a straw. Well, every gangster we know about the law. If you never look your auntie, straight to judge her. Well, we say hand up from your nose to your lifestyle. It's not wrong up from your feet. You can't come out. You come down up. We know a girl this a bad man stand up. This a one you at the teeth on the dollar van up. Man a tuggy tuggy, come on, no be pretty. Some man a wear your clothes and look like Nicky. They blow them, sell out a J.C. Penny. And the girls them never get anything. Bad man no dress like that. We no work no now. We no bleach for your Man, you have no certain law. Hipsters and belly skin are no big young star. As a man, you have no certain law. We've on a fall, dear, a few ladies, sir. As a man, you have no certain law. You can't get your liquor and a drink out a straw. Well, the big young star, we know about the law. You can never look your auntie straight to judge her. But man, no dress
Big 
time shopper, you not take no check. Then be a mother so bad to get sick. Water at water when you get catch. Should I take the word from your granny where you get? No, you're in a jail next man, I tell you fetch. Woman now visit, so you know you're getting left. You should have shake that devil away. Yeah. 
can't pass this cemetery, Kalema. No country and no family, Kalema. Lady, and that's a no we. I know Kiala, that's where we live, Emma. Can't pass this cemetery, Kalema. No country and no family, Kalema. Lady, and that's a no we. I'm with the youngest, no care or time hard. It's a blessing to have a picnic at your yard. Youngest, no care or time hard. It's a blessing to have a picnic at your yard. Nikki, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. Yes, my son. You are going to bring your beginning. Yes, my son. Nikki, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. Yes, my son. You are going to bring your beginning. What do you mean, my son? I don't feel like I'm going to be a little bit. I'm going to be a little bit. No country and no family. Kalema. Lady, and that's not we. I know Fiala that's where we lead them up. Can't pass this cemetery, Kalema. No country, no family, Kalema. Lady, and that's not we. I rise up for nothing in morning. Make a yard go all the mineral light. High school spring a flow from the top of the mountain. The day is getting ready now to welcome the light. I rise up on a pinky morning. Make I go all a mineral light. High school spring a flow from the top of the mountain. The day is getting ready now to welcome the light. Tell me, strip Babylon to stop trouble, my dirt. Don't you want no more? Can make a lend of the dirt. Why you want to kill out my guava? You never feel the heat of lava. Whirlwind from all four corners of earth. Lightning and thunder call her mother.
spreading out to welcome the light. 